In the book of Jonah, page 928 in the Church Bibles. Chapter 1. Jonah flees from the Lord. The word of the Lord came to Jonah, son of Amittai. Go to the great city of Nineveh and preach against it, because its wickedness has come up before me. But Jonah ran away from the Lord and headed for Tarshish. He went down to Joppa, where he found a ship bound for that port. After paying the fare, he went aboard and sailed for Tarshish to flee from the Lord. Then the Lord sent a great wind on the sea, and such a violent storm arose that the ship threatened to break up. All the sailors were afraid, and each cried out to his own God, and they threw the cargo into the sea to lighten the ship. But Jonah had gone below deck, where he lay down and fell into a deep sleep. The captain went to him and said, How can you sleep? Get up and call on your God. Maybe he will take notice of us so that we will not perish. Then the sailors said to each other, Come, let us cast lots to find out who is responsible for this calamity. So they cast lots, and the lot fell on Jonah. So they asked him, Tell us, who is responsible for making all this trouble for us? What kind of work do you do? Where do you come from? What is your country? From what people are you? He answered, I am a Hebrew, and I worship the Lord, the God of heaven, who made the sea and the dry land. This terrified them, and they asked, What have you done? They knew he was running away from the Lord because he was, he'd already told them so. The sea was getting rougher and rougher. So they asked him, What should we do to make the sea calm down before us? Pick me up and throw me into the sea, he replied. It will become calm. I know that it is my fault this great storm has come upon you. Instead, the men did their best to row back to land. But they could not, for the sea grew even wilder than before. Then they cried out to the Lord, Please, Lord, do not let us die for taking this man's life. Do not hold us accountable for killing an innocent man. For you, Lord, have done as you pleased. Then they took Jonah and threw him overboard. And the raging sea grew calm. At this, the men greatly feared the Lord. And they offered a sacrifice to the Lord and made vows to him. Now the Lord provided a huge fish to swallow Jonah. And Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights. This is the word of the Lord. To get us going uh, uh, in, the, in this passage, I want to play a little game. Uh, Bible Word Association. Um, I don't know, can we, there should be a little PowerPoint um, there. If we can pop that up on the screen. And I want you to just to shout out what immediately comes to mind. Okay, first one is Adam. Okay, you're getting the hang of this. Mary. Okay, easy. Oh, 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 someone said Jesus. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay, okay, okay. I had Joseph. I think Jesus is the right answer. It's always the right answer, isn't he? Uh, David. Goliath, yes. Daniel. Lion's den. See how this is going. Jonah! Ah, ah. If this was an episode of QI, you'd have the alarm going off. 
because it's the obvious answer, but is it the right answer? See, most people, and I think we've just, just proved it, in, you know, including ourselves, if we've had any knowledge of Bible things, maybe Sunday school or school assemblies, whatever it might have been, we, we hear the story uh, of Jonah and, and we immediately think whale. Uh, and some of you are sitting there feeling a little bit smug, going, oh, it's not a whale, it's a big fish, technically. I, big fish, whale, don't mind, it's neither of those things. Jonah is not about that. The story of Jonah actually is about the mercy of God. It's not about a huge fish. It's about the huge mercy of God. The God who Jonah describes as being uh, the, the God of heaven. He made the sea and the dry land. He later on in chapter 4 says uh, it's the God who's gracious, compassionate, slow to anger, abounding in love, a God who relents from calamity. God's huge mercy is all of God's power and might and his goodness leaping into action towards us, people who don't deserve it and people who find themselves in distress. What we see in Jonah chapter 1 is God's unbelievably huge mercy. And we get to see it in three moments. We get to see it in a message. We get to see it in a storm And we get to see it, yes, in the big fish. So first of all, we see God's mercy uh, in a message. Uh, It opens, doesn't it? Jonah chapter 1. The word of the Lord came to Jonah, son of Amittai. Go to the great city of Nineveh and preach against it because its wickedness has come up before me. Uh, Very little time for introductions here before God lines Jonah up for his task. Go to Nineveh, preach against them. It probably is useful for us to know at this point, Nineveh is an important city. It's the capital city of the Assyrian Empire, the kind of big boys of that day uh, who were the dominant force of that region. Important city. They were the threat to God's people, the nation of Israel at this time. Not only was it an important city, it was an impressive city, like a capital city of any empire, including, I guess, the, the British Empire down through time. It was built on stomach-churning brutality. God says, go and preach there, Jonah. And Jonah wants nothing to do with Nineveh. We don't know a huge amount uh, about Jonah, but you can find out a little little glimpse in 2 Kings uh, chapter 14. And essentially what we pick up is he's a patriot. Or perhaps even more than that, he's a bit of a nationalist. You know, he might have been the person who would have had the flag flying in his front garden, proudly uh, a proud Israelite. For Jonah, the people of Nineveh, well, they weren't included in God's people. They were outside. And because of how they were treating other people and threatening God's people, they could not possibly be part of God's plans. And it's one of the moments where when we start to read just really closely what the Bible says, we, we, we're helped. We see things. Just notice verse 2, the second sentence. Um, when God asks Jonah, he says, go to the great city of Nineveh. Now, uh, Jonah's in amongst lots of other prophets, uh, uh, other messengers uh, of God at this time, who had messages of judgment against other nations. The difference here, notice, is Jonah's told to go there to preach. He's not just given the message, he's told to go. Uh, The the other thing just to notice uh, in verse 3 is we're told Jonah runs away. 
He doesn't run away just from the task. Look again. Jonah ran away from the Lord. So here we have God sending Jonah with a message and Jonah running away. Why does God want to send Jonah to Nineveh? Actually get him there to preach against them? I think it's because he wants to show mercy to the people of Nineveh. And Jonah knows that him going with this this message of judgment would actually be God's mercy going into action towards his worst enemies and the people he wants absolutely nothing to do with. So he runs. Doesn't want to be part of it. For Jonah, there seems to be this mix of fear, discrimination, feeling overwhelmed. So he lands himself in a boat going the opposite direction to try and get away from the Lord and God's mercy that seems to be unsettling him and upsetting him. Now, I think the story of Jonah, we're given it, not just a story to look at and read, not as a story to sort of stand outside of. I, I think it's a story where we are invited in. And Jonah is the only person who belongs to God's people in this story. So I think we're meant to relate to Jonah somehow. Uh, And perhaps you find it's not actually too hard to relate to him. Uh, You might not have had God give you a specific uh, call, a specific word to, to, I don't know, go to the Russian army invading uh, Ukraine and, and, and speak to them or to go to northern Nigeria and speak to Boko Haram who are targeting Christians uh, and tell them of God and his judgment and his mercy. Uh, Yet each of us actually, if you're a Christian here this morning, has been given a call by Jesus to make disciples of all nations, to make Jesus God's ultimate mercy, his ultimate mercy message known to all. And I suspect around the room between us and and those of you watching online, perhaps you've had that experience of the Holy Spirit placing a particular person, particular group of people, a community, a place in the world on your heart, prompting you to be involved. And between us, we probably don't run away like Jonah. I don't know if anyone's tried to hitch a a ride on a boat to, to get away. We do other things, whether it's by some kind of Conscious or unconscious discrimination, that sense of fear or being overwhelmed, we, we just keep our heads down. Or we keep quiet. Or we just ignore that prompt that the Holy Spirit gives us. So we hear of something like Hope Explored happening. And our first thought isn't, who can I invite? It's, it's probably not for me. Or, or, or we hear of the Living Hope Church plants. And, and, it, and it's easy to think, it's for others. It's for others. I don't need to be involved. Or you have somebody in your life who means a huge amount to you and it feels like the Spirit has put them on your heart and maybe you've had conversations with them before and they don't seem to have gone anywhere and whether it's a fully formed thought but it's there at the back of your head and you just go, well, maybe God's not for them. And at this point, Jonah might even have one up on us. Jonah runs away because... Uh, because he knows God's going to show mercy to the Ninevites. I wonder if sometimes we truly believe that God's going to show mercy to those who don't yet trust God in our lives. Because that's what God's like. He's merciful. He's still like that today. God's mercy here is is first of all seen in a message. For for Jonah, it was a message of judgment uh, to the Ninevites. For for us, it's about a message that's about Jesus, who will one day come to judge but first came to be crucified 
and raised to life for me, for you. And if this is your first time kind of hearing anything of this, we, we believe in a God here he, who is merciful, who uses his power and his might and his goodness and directs it towards you, even though you don't deserve it. One of our priorities this year, and if you've been in, in church in the last uh, little while, you will have uh, probably seen a little postcard like this, or taken one home. If you've not yet had one, there's a pile by the front door. Please do um, take one. Uh, you can see it on the screen. And um, oh, if I go the right direction. Uh, and the first priority, uh, it's always a priority, but it's a particular emphasis for this year, is, is that we're a church that is sharing our faith in Jesus with others. And perhaps that combined with hearing what we've heard this morning and, you know, we, we just become aware of the times we've kept our heads down, we've been quiet, we've ignored those prompts from the Holy Spirit and, and we can feel like we've failed or we've let God down or we feel burdened. Well, this morning, that can't be the place you stay because we have a God of mercy. If we stay in that place, if we try and share our faith in Jesus with others through guilt you get about a metre down the road before it goes wrong. You don't get very far. And so this morning, we just need to see God's mercy in two other places. We see it, first of all, God's mercy in this message. Uh, second of all, we see God's mercy in a storm. Jonah runs, doesn't he? He runs as far as he can get. And when the land run, runs out, he jumps on a boat uh, and he starts sailing. Uh, and as he sails, we're told he sleeps. But before long, it's as if Jonah is riding a bucking horse. He's in a storm, in a boat that is literally trying to shove him off. Jonah's trying to flee from God. He's trying to flee from going to a great city, a violent city. And what do you see in verse 4? We find God, the Lord, sent a great wind on the sea, a great wind and such a violent storm. And, it's, uh, and it, the violent storm arose that the ship threatened to break up. Experienced sailors are terrified. They do all they can possibly do to survive the storm. The cargo goes over. They, they call out to, to, to their gods. They, they try and row back to shore and it just doesn't work. The storm continues. And we get this, this moment, don't we, when the spotlight falls on Jonah. And he says, verse 9, I am a Hebrew. And I worship the Lord, the God of heaven, who made the sea, yes, this sea that is raging right now, and the dry lands. Sometimes God sends storms our way. Not in a sort of, because you haven't done this, I'm going to be mean to you kind of way. That's, that's not the God we worship. But in a smoke alarm kind of way that alerts us. That something is not right and we need to act and respond. That's God's mercy to us. And we see here it leads Jonah eventually into action, doesn't it? As he asks the sailors to throw him overboard. As he lays down his life for theirs. And just notice what happens to the sailors. Verse 5, what are they doing? All the sailors, we're told, are afraid. Each cried out to his own God. Then fast forward on to verse 16. What do you find? Same people, same sailors. This, the men, well, they greatly feared the Lord. And they offered a sacrifice to the Lord and made vows to him. 
Jonah runs away because he doesn't want God to show mercy to unbelieving outsiders. What happens? God shows mercy to unbelieving outsiders. Be encouraged by that. For me, it's such an encouragement because I'm so aware of the times when I've, I've not run away, but I've kept my head down. I've kept quiet. I've ignored those prompts from the Holy Spirit. And God still works. It's astonishing. That's the kind of God we have. Even, even when I am avoiding things, God works not because of me, but despite me. Not because of how well I'm doing. And for me, that's wonderful. That's such an encouragement. See, God's mercy seen in a message. God's mercy is seen in a storm. Lastly, God's mercy is seen in the big fish. You see, we perhaps realize we have a God who shows us mercy even when we're going in the wrong direction. But, but God doesn't want us to continue in that wrong direction because it, it doesn't land in a good place. Look where it lands Jonah. He's in the sea. He's sinking to the bottom. He's, he's basically got as low as it possibly can. He can possibly go. And then Jonah has this experience that seems quite extreme, almost unbelievable to us, I guess. He's thrown overboard. He's, he's sinking down. Surely that's it for Jonah. That's it. No more, surely. Verse 17. Now the Lord provided a huge fish to swallow Jonah. And Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days, three nights. Sounds unbelievable, doesn't it? Some have read this and decided things must have to happen differently. I read one thing this week that suggested that, that Jonah was washed ashore and to recover from his extreme experience, he spent three days and three nights in an inn called The Fish. And I'm like, oh, come on. Really? But, but I sympathize with it. Others have said, well, perhaps this is like one of Jesus' parables. You know, it didn't actually happen, but, it, but it's full of God's truth. And, and maybe, maybe that's where you are. But for me, it lands with where Jesus is on this. And we read somewhere like Matthew uh, chapter 12 that the way Jesus speaks of Jonah makes it sound like it was a real event, real people, real history. And so that lands me kind of asking the question, why does God give us this story with a big fish swallowing a man for three days and three nights? I mean, why give us a story that that's the thing we always remember? Well, I wonder if it's to show us that as unbelievable as that might be, God's mercy is even more unbelievable. That God goes to incredible lengths to rescue someone and goes to incredible lengths for his mercy to be made known to the least likely people. And so when Jesus picks up this story in Matthew 12, he starts relating it to himself. And we discover in Jesus we have somebody who travelled a huge journey to people who would reject him. In Jesus, we find God in his mercy going to incredible lengths to rescue people like you, people like me. Not with a big fish swallowing a man for three days and three nights, but a cross and a grave that swallowed Jesus up for three days and three nights. But Jesus wasn't spat out like Jonah will be uh, later on. Jesus walks out of the tomb, total victory over death. Inviting people like us to belong to him and being sent out by him with this incredible message of Jesus to, to, to share with those around us and those the Holy Spirit has placed on our hearts. 
See, when we hide away, when we keep our heads down, when we ignore those prompts of the Holy Spirit, we don't need Jonah's experience of being swallowed by a whale. We need to have the experience of actually being surrounded again by the reality of Jesus' death and his resurrection. We need to be surrounded again by God's mercy. A mercy that forgives. A mercy that restores. A mercy that sends us. Jonah and the whale? I don't think so. It's Jonah and the mercy of God. And in a moment we're going to respond uh, by singing. But I want to give us just an opportunity to pray. We're going to, in a way we don't often do here. And first of all, I'm just going to invite you to all stand if you're able to. So do stand. And if it's helpful, feel free to just close your eyes. And if, again, if it's helpful, just to maybe just hold out your arms and hands there's nothing magical about this. I guess it's just a, a position of opening ourselves up to God. And if you're here this morning, maybe and you don't yet know God's mercy, this, this is a prayer for you. If you're somebody here who just needs to know God's mercy afresh, again, this, this prayer is for you. Pray it with me. Maybe for those who... Those of you, you, you know God's put people on your, your hearts and you've, you've been ignoring it. Pray this prayer uh, for yourself. Pray it, pray it for them as well. Heavenly Father, thank you this morning for showing us that you are the merciful God. Thank you that you use your mercy, you use your goodness and direct it. Your power and your goodness and you, you direct it. Uh, to save me. You direct it to send me. Lord Jesus, we, we thank you that you were swallowed up by death for us. But you have defeated death. We pray this morning that nothing would get in the way in my life of experiencing your mercy. Of making that mercy known to others. Holy Spirit, equip us. Encourage us. Pour mercy into our lives, I pray. Amen.